This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. Hey, so how's it going? Good, how are you? You know, I'm refreshed, I'm rejuvenated, I've got some coffee, um, and I go back to work tomorrow and there's the end of my joy. Well, I am jealous because i even though i had some time off this uh week i um we it was thanksgiving and then i it was black friday and then i have to study i have a test that i have to take for my work on wednesday my girls have elections tomorrow it's been a busy freaking weekend and i'm almost ready to go back to the normal where i just go to work and then come home and then work on the show. Let's um, <laughs> let's create a new, new normal where we just work on the show. Yes, totally. I'm on board for that. So um, how was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Um, I visited my aunts. I went to friends. I went to my parents. Um, that was exciting. You survived. Uh, I did survive. That is the number one thing to take away from that. I am still alive. And everyone else is too? Hooray, yes, everyone else is too. Whoa, <laughs> that's a Thanksgiving miracle. Oh, guess what else I did this weekend? Um, What? I was going to come up with something sold- smart-ass, but I didn't. I sold my old car. Look at you. I know. You didn't have to pay someone to take that piece of crap? <laughs> Someone's paying me real money. Wow. Desperation Ooh. comes in all forms, I guess. That for real. No, it's good. I'm very excited. Um, so it's yeah, it's a well, good thing. It came at the right time. You want to hear about my Thanksgiving? Of course. Someone said the N word. <laughs> and you told me. And every time he spoke after that to try to defend himself, I just responded with, "I appreciate your consideration and not using that in the future." And he'd open his mouth again and I said, "I appreciate your consideration and not using that in the future." And he said, "But I and I said, "I appreciate you." And so he finally just stopped talking to me. So then he called me the next day to apologize, and he told me that he apologize. Well, he told me that he was sorry that I was offended. That, yeah, but it's my fault that I'm offended. <laughs> but he thought that's it was an apology. an apology. In fact, the, the the words he said were, you know, I just wanted to apologize for offending you, but I wanted to go one step further. And I was like, mm-mm, oh, stay on that step. Mm-mm. Stay right there. Feet firmly yeah. planted right where you are. Stay right where you are, sir. Don't make any <laughs> sudden movements. <laughs> so I don't know if if this is like a rampant thing that happens everywhere or if it's just in the South where people still just use that word in conversation and then try to say that it's just a normal word that people used to use. Right. Um, well, and his defense was that it's not racist the way he uses it. Cause, and I was like, no, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no way on earth that it's not a racist word. There's not yeah, a single instance. There is not a single time on earth that that's not a racist word. And I've had that conversation with more than one of my family members. <laughs> I wish that and we I will didn't continue have to... to do so until I die. Yes. Or until they die. Or all of the above sometimes. Or all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on that... I thankfully did not have to have a race conversation during Thanksgiving this year, which is always a nice surprise. That is, I'm very impressed with you and your family and... Um, you know, are like, you though? Miracles do happen. 
I mean, but think about all the other things. (laughs) Listen, we are right now, it is still Thanksgiving season. We are thankful for the little things. We are thankful for the little things. You know what else I'm thankful for? Our listeners. Our listeners. And you know what else? Wine. Wine, because I did, I have not had any fun this weekend, so I poured myself a big old glass of wine before I sat down here. And you know what else? What? It's December, bitches, so nobody can hate on me celebrating Christmas already. I've been celebrating since November 1st, but I'm so, so glad you're, okay, I was going to say, I'm so glad you're more reserved than me, but no, we're the same person. No, 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 people have just been, like, giving me shit for it, and now they have to stop because it's December. <laughs> Stuck on that. Mariah Carey has been slowly building in my classroom since November 1st until she is an all-out screlting mess in two weeks. Oh, I have a meme that's like me in December and it's Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. And then me in December and it's Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you, extra festive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of extra festive, do you Mm. know... That I'm going to be in New York City the day after Christmas, and I'm so excited for Christmas time in New York City. I'm so jealous. I wish I could go. I'm going to not so subtly remind you every time we talk until I come back, and then I'll have three weeks of hashtag take me back. Where I post- I'm just going to start a drinking game where I drink every time you talk about it. I enjoy this game already. Me too. Um. Well... When I get alcohol poisoning, I'm sending you the bill, though. Just be perfect. Um, So you'll know who to send it to. This is Lifetime Sentence. And I am Mariah Carey. (laughs) And I am Mariah Carey Extra Festive. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the best part is? The whole reason we started introducing our show that way is because we got feedback that people didn't know who we were. <laughs> I know. I know. Nobody knows who the hell we are. <laughs> Perfect. You know, I listened to this podcast the other day. It was hosted by Mariah Carey and <laughs> <laughs> Extra Festive. <laughs> Extra Festive. Oh, no. I'm Aaron. I'm Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, what did we watch this week? We watched a hot mess this week is what we watched. (laughs) Or me. That's what I watched. I don't know what you watched. Uh, I watched New York Prison Break, The Seduction of Joyce Mitchell. And I did not look at the cast until after I watched the movie. And this is a bomb cast. Okay. Okay. Ready? Tell me. So we've heard her... Many times in the last month or so, Penelope Ann Miller. Oh, she was the college scandal. The college admission scandal, and she was in Scared Silent. Yeah, she is just like hitting us up lately. She's everywhere. Penelope, She's like, she plays- slide into our DMs. We know how badly you want to be on this show. For real, she liked one of our tweets one time. I know. So we're, be- we're basically, basically besties. <laughs> um. Joe Anderson, he plays Dave slash Rebel slash Sweat. Okay. Yep. Um, and I was like, where do I know this guy from? Where do I know this guy from? And then when I looked at the IMDb, he's in one of my favorite movies, Across the Universe. Oh, yeah. He's in, he played Max in Across the Universe. Okay. <clears throat> um, he's also been in The Grey, The Ruins, and The Crazies, all the thes. Listen, sometimes you just have to thaw it up. Yep. Um, Mike Watford, 
He plays Hacksaw. He sounds rich and pretentious. Hmm. He's fr- he was in No Country for Old Men, The Kitchen, The OA, and True Detective. Okay. Which are like real movies and yeah. shows and stuff. I love um, True Detective, Real Detective. I know. I panicked so on the name. I always say the wrong name. I'm like, is it real or true? Is it real or it's true? true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, we have Daniel Roebuck. He plays Lyle Mitchell, but I just call him her perfectly normal husband the whole time. Okay. And he's from Getting Grace. He was in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Okay. And the OG Final Destination. Well. Mm Mm-hmm. We open in the middle of the night. An old man wakes up to someone aggressively ringing his doorbell. He goes to answer it, and a guy comes rushing in and says that there's something he needs to tell him right away. And then he punches him in the face. That's my favorite secret. That's the worst wake-up call. (laughs) Um, The movie freeze frames, and the guy's name is Richard Matt. And under that, it says second-degree murder. And we will find out his nickname is Hacksaw. And the reason for that is coming up. I'm sorry. Um, We see another guy in a parking lot smoking a joint. His freeze frame says David Sweat, first-degree murder. And his nickname is Rebel. so our friend hacksaw kills the old man um david over on his side of things rebel whatever his name is pulls the door off a guns and ammo store with his truck and his friend comes outside there's three of them robbing a gun store and a police officer pulls up and it's not his lucky night i assume because i'm pretty sure he's about to die um Sure enough, they shoot him and then run him over in a, with a car and then shoot him again. I feel like that's overkill, but I've okay. never killed someone, so I don't know. Um, Over in his, like, crime world, Hacksaw cuts up the old man's body. No. And throws it in a river. Mm, Hard yeah. pass. Yikes. And finally, we get to t- the title card that just says... The New York Prison Break, The Seduction of Joyce Mitchell. I feel like that's too many words in a title. Mm-hmm. Now our trusty criminals are in art class. And what a strange juxtaposition. Um, anyways, they're like nice now and do paintings of the guards and stuff. In exchange for their paintings, they get contraband. You know, prison things, right? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Mm. so one of the guards takes the guys back into some kind of hallway so they can like drink or eat their contraband i'm not really sure and they spy a grate that looks like it leads to the outside spoiler alert it doesn't (laughs) it just leads to a labyrinth of hallways but that's neither here nor there um and i'm no expert on maximum security prisons but this kind of seems like a design flaw there's just like a grate that you can get out of yeah i mean Mm. yeah it's there to but just... But again, I don't design prisons, so I don't know. Well, and as you pointed out, it doesn't actually go anywhere helpful, so it's there as a red herring for the criminals. Mm. Oh, I don't like that face. It does go somewhere helpful, though. Hmm. Um, it just, they have, it's like a, it, it turns into like a video game. We'll get there. <laughs> um, uh, in the exercise yard later, they're punching bags and talking about breaking out of prison. And I can't remember who's who yet, so one of them tells the other one they can't break out of prison. That's crazy. 
they're wearing like sweats and track pants and stuff. And don't they have uniforms? Is this the Bambi Bambinic prison? What the hell is happening? <laughs> Are they wearing the scrunchie of shame? No, scrunchie of shame, which would be great for a men's prison though, right? Right. <clears throat> so they talk about breaking out more and they decide to seduce the female guard. And we cut to Joyce at home making a sandwich while listening to what I think is supposed to be a, a racy audiobook. But I'm going to I'm going to quote this racy audio book a couple of times and we'll see whether or not it turns you on. I can't wait. Ready? <laughs> quote, their sweaty shoulder. Are you turned on yet? Oh, that was that was all I get. Well, hold I on. mean, that's certainly and titillating. He touched her bare, sweaty shoulder with his rough, warm fingers. There we go. It's the rough, warm finger that really gave me that full body cringe, which I think is the same as Goosebumps. Yeah, that doesn't do it for me. Um, (laughs) Her husband comes in talking about the car needing repair, so she begrudgingly turns off her porn book, listens to him talk for about 20 seconds, and then just turns it back on. Um, While he's talking? Her perfectly normal (laughs) husband... Does tell a pretty cute dad joke. She asks if he wants mustard, and he says, only if you think you can muster some. That's precious. I'm a sucker for dad jokes, so I thought it was really cute. Um, Oh, and her husband works at the prison, too. Sure. I mean, The couple that plays together. (laughs) That's exactly what I was about to say, you know. So, Joyce... And her, it freeze frames on her finally, and her nickname is Tilly for a reason that I assumed at this time would be specified later, but it's not, so. It's also not in the real story, so. Cool. She goes in to teach a prison class. She's teaching sewing. Hacksaw is a brown noser and brings her coffee. Okay, now they're wearing uniforms. Maybe they don't have to wear them to work out in. I don't know. Um, the other one's name is Sweat. What the fuck kind of prison is this? I think that's really his last name. That's really his last name. It's a terrible last name. Um, He asks Joyce if he can talk to her. So she takes him to get some bolts of fabric from the back. Whatever. Um, I didn't realize that there were so many dark corners in a prison, but here we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the architect has to put extra dark corners in prisons. Mm -hmm. It's one of the rules. I watched Love actually last weekend i'm sorry um um, so once they're out of the room he tells her some sob story about his ex sending back a year's worth of letters he'd sent to his kid unopened so joyce tries to counsel him through his personal tragedy he tells her that he just wants to be with a woman he can talk to and will listen to him she gives him some of her coffee and he like tells tells her it's really terrible and she should try drinking this like puerto rican coffee that he used to get from the grocery store and he says one whiff of that is like doing a line of cocaine which is not really how i want to start my morning off but okay yeah (laughs) i'm gonna i'm just gonna stick with folgers yeah i'm gonna pass on the cocaine for breakfast um she asks her husband oh no she tells him not to lose heart and then later she asks her husband if she can bring the guys a treat for working so hard and he's like no you'll get super fired um but you're a beautiful person for wanting to sweetie again like i kept waiting for this guy to be an asshole i kept waiting for this guy to be an asshole he's not he's just a nice dude who talks a lot spoiler alert he's not in real life either (sighs) oh 
I don't understand this. Okay. At the store, her husband is droning on and on about the price of cheese being 20 cents different with, at a different grocery store while she sneaks stuff into the shopping cart, including the Puerto Rican coffee. Back in sewing class, she tells Sweat, like, I cannot get over the fact that his name is Sweat. Do you not remember the old, like, um, slow jam singer Keith Sweat? Mm-mm. Oh, man. He has that, like, real deep, sensual voice. Okay. Um, she tells him to check a book, and when he opens the drawer, she gives him the Puerto Rican coffee. In their cell, Sweat and Hacksaw discuss their plan. And I can't even believe that I'm saying all these words in the same order out loud. Um, <laughs> at home, Joyce puts on lipstick before going to work at a prison. Ooh, Joyce getting saucy for the Tuesday. Can everyone keep it in their pants? Like it's prison. It's not a sexy place. What's happening? But they um, have warm, rough fingers, Aaron. God, <laughs> I can't. Joyce complains to Sweat that her husband doesn't like the Puerto Rican coffee. So, because some men just don't have any taste, you know, she says to a guy in prison for murder. Hey, you don't know. He might have a beautiful soul. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. No. This is the spoiler alert episode, apparently. Hmm. She confesses to Sweat that she cheated on her first husband with her second husband and then divulges that they got caught fucking on railroad tracks which that is a quick way to die can you curse black just wow like classy 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 folks here um sweat asks her to call someone's daughter to make sure she got a painting from him and puts a number in her apron she looks super uncomfortable and she's like uh sweat and he says, call me Dave. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's my NSA agent, Dave. He's in a movie. Oh, I'm so proud of Congrats, him. Congrats, Dave. And then she declines to make the phone call for him. He drops something from his logbook, and she demands to see it. He says it's private, but she puts on her very best teacher voice and takes it from him. It's a drawing of her. I just, like, did you see the shudder that ran through my body? Because... I'm done with this already. <laughs> he says he gave Hacksaw a carton of cigarettes to draw it for him. She asks why, and he says it's just all too unfair, and she should have him reassigned. Then he touches her arms, and they stare longingly at each other. And then thankfully he walks out, because if he had kissed her, I would have thrown up. Like, I can't. But he's got the um, warm, rough finger. That's gross. <laughs> If you, I, I need you to not say that again. <laughs> Later, her husband is sleeping on top of her for some reason. And she's listening to another book. Are you ready for this quote? You're going to die. You're going to die. Okay. <laughs> this gives me flashbacks to Tal Hot Blonde. Because I don't think I can read this without bursting out laughing. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. <laughs> Waves of pleasure rippling through her like feathers of a thousand geese. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't think this is how porn books are supposed to go. 
so bad. Additionally, if this is actually how erotica goes and gets published, I'm hanging up my dreams of publishing young adult fiction and I'm jumping into the erotica world because apparently they can just do what the fuck they want and get a contract. Have you ever read Fifty Gray? No. It's terrible. It had typos in it. Did it really? Typos. Yeah. So Joyce then sneaks outside after hearing about the feathers of a thousand geese. <laughs> now, is that something that, that get women going? The idea of thousands of feathers being in them? No. <laughs> oh my God, no. No. It's like, it's like a sexy pinata. Also, have you ever seen a goose? They're fucking mean. They're awful. I used to have a goose. <laughs> Geese are fucking mean as shit. Okay. Um, so she, yeah, she sneaks outside and calls the other inmate's daughter about the painting. Back at work, Hacksaw and Dave notice her plunging neckline, and they really haven't seen boobs in a while because that's not what a plunging neckline is. <laughs> um, Dave apologizes to her again, but about, you know, coming on to her before, but. She tells him to sit down and get to work. She calls Hacksaw to the storeroom this time. And we cut to Hacksaw and Dave painting again and talking about their great escape. Joyce and her hubby are driving to work, singing along to the radio together. Girl, like, have sex with your husband. He seems nice enough. He's not a lunatic criminal. And he sings with you. What else do you want? Um, oh, I can't wait to tell you what else she wants. A uh, murderer? Actually, yes. Okay. Um, we get a country music song montage of Joyce flirting with the prisoners, cooking them contraband treats that Dave doesn't even eat. Rude. Is um, it a real country song or is it a lifetime country song? I'm going to get there. Oh, man. She's putting, on, she's putting on entirely too much makeup. The lyrics to this song are, quote, we were meant to be like cornbread and butter. Okay, that still does not answer if this is a real country song or not. <laughs> not a real country song. It's like a knockoff version of Honey Bee by Blake Shelton. Oh, man. Um, uh, we cut to Valentine's Day. Joyce is all excited to get to work, but stops short when she sees her desk being rifled through by two guys in suits. She's being investigated for spending too much time with a certain inmate. They didn't find anything, but they're reassigning sweat. Um, that night, I can't Joyce see how is crying that was a... a problem at all. Yeah, Joyce is crying into a cocktail surrounded by balloons that her perfectly normal husband bought for her. He makes a weird reference to quote a stiff one, but again, he's just a normal dude, not a killer in prison for murder. You're really fixated on this very small part of a person's personality. <laughs> that he's not a murderer? <laughs> no, that Sweat is a murderer. Like, he's more... Tiny, insignificant detail. <laughs> <laughs> he's more than just a monster who took someone's life. He's her monster who took someone's life. Sure, Jan. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, her husband makes a reference to a stiff one, but she runs upstairs and throws herself on the bed like a teenager sobbing. Like Disney princess style? 
Mm-hmm. Like Ariel style. Yes. I'm 16 and I love him. Yeah. She goes to work the next day looking all sad and dejected. No more plunging neckline. Um, Hacksaw passes her a love note from Dave. She writes him back and they make fun of her while he reads it, which is exactly how I picture anyone reading any kind of love note I've ever sent. Hashtag, <laughs> why am I single? <laughs> Um, I'm choosing to believe that hers was folded in that 1990s passing note fold that had the tab that you pull and you have to, damn. It wasn't, but man, I still know how to do that. I think. Yeah, I can still do it. I was just thinking through those steps in my head. I would Mm -hmm. need a couple of tries, but I think I'd get there. So he writes her back and asks for a picture of her so Hacksaw can paint it for him. Um... She brings it and also brings Hacksaw a Cuba Libre, a.k.a. a rum and coke. He complains about not being able to get twos because tw- twos, tools. <laughs> I, I, I was like, like. It's like Lucille's balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which has not come That's out yet. a future yet, episode. So we are no. now predicting the My, future. Look out for it. It's bad. <laughs> Anyways. Um. So he complains about not being able to get tools because the Aryan Brotherhood has taken over the wood shop. So he can't get hacksaw blades. He needs to make canvases. Okay. Paul, you're an artist. Yeah. Do you use hacksaw blades to make canvases? Yes. Um, You personally? No, I don't build my own canvas because I don't have a big enough area for it. If I had a shop. You think he had a big enough area for it in prison? Well, in the wood shop. Not if he can't get into it because the Aryan Brotherhood is there. Right. Hence, he doesn't, like, that's what he's complaining about. No, he he just wants her to smuggle in hacksaw blades. This poor man is a starving artist and you are still judging him because of the tiny little detail that he killed a police (laughs) officer. No, no, no. This is the one that killed and cut up a guy and threw his body into the river. Different murder. Mm, Okay. (sighs) It's Hacksaw. Hacksaw cut up the guy. That's why his oh, name is Hacksaw. Where, okay, sorry. I was rechecking my notes to see if I got it wrong or if I misremembered. No. So Joyce goes home and she looks up what he did like on the internet. And then she like she reads that he was arrested in Mexico and extradited back to the U.S. So she has a weird fantasy about him being in some kind of Mexican duel. <laughs> Don't mean to laugh, but I pictured a matador. Yeah. Just... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's like a guy in a sombrero, and he like wiggles his fingers over his gun, you know, like like the old western, <laughs> like movie. good, bad, and ugly style. <laughs> yes, there's... it was amazing. Okay. Oh, there's not room for the two of us. Yeah, this movie is gold. Um, we get another song break in this one. I don't know. Um. While Joyce buys hacksaw blades and packs them into hamburger meat. You know, like you do. You know, I love my hamburger with a side of hacksaw. But when you put it in the Mm. meat, that's a real delicacy. Yeah. Mm, Delicious. She sneaks it into the... It's like that... um, Sorry. It's like that like dangerous food thing that people have. Like eating blowfish that could be poisonous Uh and kill you, but also just could be delicious. Yeah. Yes. Um. 
So she sneaks it into the prison, and then another guard gives it to Hacksaw. Joyce reads another love note from Dave in the bathtub, and I'm like, girl, that's going to get wet, but okay. Um, they voice over letters to each other while Dave starts his prison break plan, and Joyce plays boring game games of charades with her boring, normal family. Boo! They just like, sound be exciting awful. With my, like my murderer boyfriend. God. Um, these love letters are absolutely disgusting and I refuse to repeat them. Oh man, so they're you're welcome. They're worse than the um warm, rough fingers. Yes, and we'll get to how worse when she acts out part of it. No Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> so Dave finally gets to the grate he needed to get through from his cell. And starts walking around behind the walls of the prison, I guess. Um, while he's back there, a guard comes through and he doesn't get caught. So he books it back up to his cell. Hacksaw whines because he can't go crawling around inside the prison. Um, he wants to have fun too. Um, and Dave tells him he's too fat. <laughs> I, I feel that, Hacksaw. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dave writes Joyce a letter that he wants to make love to her on the beach. I'll make and love to you. I just want to point out, don't do that. Do you know how uncomfortable that would be? Sand. Sand gets everywhere, everywhere when you have clothes on. Ugh, everywhere. Inside you. Ugh, okay. Um, yeah. We are giving real life her, advice today. Yeah, we are. Don't have sex with murderers. Don't have sex on the beach. Don't have sex. You will get pregnant and die. There we go. The trifecta. Um, then, so he then asks her at the end of the letter to help them escape. Joyce reads the letter, clutches it to her chest in the middle of her class because she has no chill. Um, Like the sewing she class that she's pack- teaching? Yes. <laughs> I I'm like giddy over this movie. I am so glad this <laughs> happened. This movie is excellent. This is, it's in my top five. So for our, like the movie that we were going to go with to be unavailable, this is the best thing that could have happened. And I just picked it because it sounded like the most ridiculous story and it really is. So she pulls Hacksaw into the storeroom and tells him they're out of their damn minds. But she goes home and starts researching mexico at night while her perfectly normal husband sleeps next to her she waves at him out the window of the oh she oh yeah this is the thing so (laughs) she she sees dave out the window of the prison where he's like working right she waves at him and he turns around and waves back then he plays with his own nipples because that's charming Okay, Aaron, I don't know what could impress you anymore. You have turned everything he's done down. (laughs) Then she does it back through the window. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how you wave. Off and screamed to a pillow for half an hour. 
god, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's our edit of the week, by the way. <laughs> I to say that. Nothing could beat that. So. <laughs> That, I mean, that's close to the underwater blowjob. Um, yeah, so at this point, I never wanted anyone to ever touch me again. So thanks, Lifetime. <laughs> um, and then, of course, she goes home and takes naked pictures of herself because why not? Well, she already has been waving. She is feeling herself. Mm-hmm. That is what courtship yeah. truly You learn how is. to wave. Yeah, it's not your husband buying you balloons on Valentine's Day and telling you you need a good drink and a stiff one. It's touching your own nipples through the windows of a prison. Sorry, I was wrong all this time. <laughs> it explains why you're still single. Uh, for real. <laughs> Look, you're making fun um, of her, but she's on she's got, she's got two, almost three guys on the line now, so maybe I should take a couple lessons from her. Anyways... <laughs> So, Please don't wave like that, Aaron. That's not how you say hello at the grocery store. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so she gives the pictures to Hacksaw to give to Dave. And then they make fun of them. So that's cute. And so then Joyce starts to learn Spanish. Casual. If she's doing all this work to get Dave, I wonder what she did to get either her first husband or Lyle. Like, I just want to know what she did in those relationships early well, on. we know what she did to get Lyle. She <laughs> fucked him on a railroad track. Oh, I forgot. The fastest way to a man's heart is through a railroad track. Apparently. <laughs> um, Dave needs more stuff to finish their breakout plan. So he sends Joyce to the store, you know, like you do. To get saw blades, work gloves, and headlamps. How does she get all this shit into the... <laughs> right? She's like, here's my my supplies. Clunk. <laughs> oh, she man. walks in with the headlamp on and she's like, today we're learning how to sew prospectors costumes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> So Dave finally gets to the piece of rebar he's been trying to cut through for like the whole movie. Um <laughs> But Hacksaw isn't thin enough to get through the hole, so Dave and Joyce put him on a diet to slim down before their big vacay to Mexico. Spring break 2020, woo! <laughs> yeah, Hacksaw, you really don't have any ready. Hacksaw doesn't have any room to make fun of Joyce if he can't fit through the escape hole. I'm sorry. No. He, he needs that bikini bod, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, it's the spring breakout Joyce. body. Mm-hmm. Joyce complains about her perfectly normal husband taking her to eat things like chicken fried steak and bringing her candy. What an asshole. God, I can't stand that fucker. Uh, my address is. <laughs> <laughs> Hacksaw asks what they're going to do about her husband. And she jokes, pop him, shank him. And I was like, no, ma'am. Boil him, mash him, stick him in a stew. <laughs> also, they just call her Tilly now. So, Yeah. That that big name came in, no explanation. We don't know why. They've moved to the pet name phase of this relationship. You know what the Apparently. next step is. Railroad tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave rambles himself through the rebar hole and runs into his next obstacle, which is a brick wall. This is where it just becomes like a video game. Okay. Um. So he starts looking around through the passages down there. And finds a locked chest with the key next to it and a sledgehammer inside. 
Perfect. So it really is like a video game. <laughs> um, oh, that actually happened in the movie? Yes. I thought you were just making a fun video game joke. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, Aaron's watched The Legend of Zelda somewhere. Like, her son must play it. No, yeah. that's the movie. Nope. Damn. That's the movie. And Joyce writes him a letter about how he's getting too thin and calls him a, quote, lean, mean, man meat. Oh, no, Joyce, you need a timeout. Hacksaw reads the rest of the letter in which she says she's going to, quote, ride him like a cowboy. And I can't believe we already used the title True Love Sext. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Joyce makes chocolate chip cookies with gummy bears on top, which makes no difference about anything. I just think it's gross. And so I wanted to point it out. Yeah. Joyce is canceled. (laughs) And the guys have a full inspection of their cells. Luckily, they were tipped off by the other guard that gives them contraband. So they pass. I want to know what they're doing to the other guard. If they're doing all this for Joyce, like how are they? Oh, it's paintings. They're giving him paintings to give I, to people. I knew that in real life, but I didn't know if that yeah, was what the movie did. It's so too. weird. I make a joke about him later in okay. the painting, so I don't want to spoil it now. Good. Dave starts taking apart the brick wall um, and finally gets through to a concrete wall. <laughs> so he needs a chisel. Our walls have walls. That's how secure this prison is. Mm. She says no, so Dave finally gives Hacksaw to permission to quote unleash the titan and i don't want to know what that means but i don't really have a choice no and i'm sad about it (laughs) first he gives joyce a painting of her dogs then he kisses her and then he confesses his love for her Mm, that's not the titan that's manipulation son oh we're not to the Titan yet, but we'll get back to it. Oh. He apologizes about kissing her, but Joyce is, like, really smitten by him. He says that he just hopes... Oh, he tells her that when they get to Mexico, he wants her to choose him. And he can paint all day, and then at night, they can go to the sexiest nightclubs in Mexico. And that's what he says. Mexico. <laughs> How did you watch this entire movie sober? because I'm a professional. (laughs) So Joyce is totally zoned out washing dishes and her perfectly normal husband comes in because he found some flashlights in the medicine cabinet and he wants her to tell him that she's not bringing them to work. She says no at first that they needed him at home and he yells about how they have 16 damn flashlights in the house already. So he's every dad ever. Um... She confesses that she just wanted to show the guys how much she appreciates them, and he makes her swear that she won't do it anymore. So she does. So the said, that's the fastest to... way to ensure she does. Mm-hmm. So the hubby goes to Dave and asks him, quote, what kind of screws are you putting into my wife? That is a direct <laughs> quote. So Lifetime but... was like, we need a... Um dad rehabilitation program where only dads write the script and then they line up they lined up a bunch of men with sandals with socks 
jorts mm. and a gray t-shirt tucked into their jorts. And they were like... <laughs> and right- a brown belt. And then, yes. And they gave them like the, the true news articles about this case. And then they were like, write a movie. Go. You know what? I love this concept and I wish they would do it. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, and white New Balance, balance tennis shoes. If they didn't have with the sandals. With sandals with socks? Yeah, oh, those, sure, were, those sure. were the two alternatives. Like, options, I mean. So, he says this is all really a big misunderstanding. And what happened was, Joyce actually hired Hacksaw to do a portrait of her and Mr. Joyce with a picture from their wedding. You know, because he's Hans Holman. Right, duh. <laughs> the portrait guy. Why would you go to someone, like, in town that's not a criminal when you can go to the local prison and get it for two flashlights and some batteries. That's actually, so as an artist, I can tell you what my commissions cost. Two flashlights and a battery. Mm-hmm. You're like sitting pretty. <laughs> um, so Lyle falls for it hook, line and sinker. He's like a little bit sheepish. He's like, mm, that's so sweet of her. And he like goes away. It's so sad. It like almost makes me sad. Because he's, like, so smitten with his wife. It's awful. So, Haxel, meanwhile, finally seals the deal and has sex with Joyce, which is a thing that I watch and you just have to hear about, so you are welcome. I don't know how much we pay you, but it's not enough. I agree. (laughs) This gives Joyce all the courage she needs to sneak the rest of the stuff they need into the prison for their escape. Wait, was that the Titan? So, Dave is doing all the hard work. Yeah, that was to tighten the sex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It comes back again. Don't worry. No. So, so Dave is doing all the hard work getting them out of prison while Hacksaw gets hand jobs in the sewing shop. You, you know, everyone has you know, their role to play. Equitable division of labor. Yeah. Um, it's nearly go time and Dave saws through a pipe. Joyce plays with shotguns in her house, which is very dangerous. Don't do that. Um, And Hacksaw continues to do nothing. Um, Joyce wears her new bikini to work under her clothes, uncomfortable, and to show Hacksaw and brings him a transistor radio. He breaks up with her and says she shouldn't come with them because of her husband. She has to get the glitch in the plan out of the way. He tells her the only way out for her to come with them is for her to kill her perfectly normal husband. I mean, what did you think she was going to do? Just divorce him or leave him on the railroad tracks? I, yeah. He tells her to give him pills and then they make out. Cause that's sexy, I guess. <sighs> um, but Hacksaw goes back to Dave and he really wants to murder Joyce when this is all over. I did not see that coming. I am so mm. shocked. Aren't you? So Dave finally makes it through the pipe to the other side, up through a manhole, and he's free. And honestly, if I were Dave, that's where this movie would end, because I would have just peaced the fuck out and been gone. Right, by that point. Mm. But he goes back to his cell like a chump. Hacksaw gives Joyce two pills to give her husband and says, Tonight's the night. So she packs the guns, the cell phones, the hacksaw blades, and Spanish books. You can't forget the Spanish books. No. 
but she's interrupted by her perfectly normal husband who wants to go for Chinese food. What a monster. Just an absolute asshole. He's the worst. <laughs> so they go eat and her <laughs> husband talks nonstop about where Chinese food comes from while Joyce eats like a bird and nearly cries because he won't shut up. Finally, she yells at him and the whole restaurant turns around and he is so hurt. It like legit made me almost cry. His face, like, he's so hurt. It made me so sad. Poor so guy. she asks if they, can just, if they can just go home and she'll make him some warm milk. So she does, and she goes to put the, the pills in it, but she totally freaks the fuck out, and so her husband takes her to the ER. Because, you know, that's what real husbands do. Not draw portraits of you and then unleash the titan? Right. When you are trying to kill them and you have a panic attack because you're freaking out about it, they take you to the ER. I hate this bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, so over at the prison, it's go time. Dave, of course, you know, has to leave a note. <laughs> and it says... Quote, you gave me no choice but to stay in here and die. I had to do something. XOXO, Dave. Um, <laughs> That's actually better than the real life note. <laughs> At the ER, Joyce's husband starts doing paperwork. Joyce sees a clock on the wall and realizes she's super late for her prison break date. Um, Dave and Hacksaw get to the pipe. They have to crawl through and give each other a hug. Freaking losers. Um and we get a nice shot of Hacksaw's butt crack while he squeezes through the pipe. Man, this movie is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. They finally get through. And um, at the ER, Joyce is staring out the window at their car. The keys are sitting right next to her on her husband's jacket. Um, Dave and Hacksaw finally get through the manhole, but Joyce isn't there. Perfectly normal husband goes to the restroom. So Joyce starts to take the keys, but she can't do it. She's too scared. Um, Dave and Hacksaw are waiting. And Dave says, quote, maybe the Titan wasn't Titanic enough. <laughs> At least he gave us that quote. Mm. Dave decides he's waited long enough. So he says, give her my love and takes off. Hacksaw takes off behind him. It's the next morning and the prison notices they're missing. So the alert goes out. Joyce's husband wakes her up in the hospital to watch the news story. <laughs> the news... I know. The newscaster is saying there's no way they got out of there with no help. And Joyce's heart rate monitor starts go going nuts. But he, uh, her husband doesn't notice because he never stops talking. <laughs> Joyce is at the hospital uh, scrolling through missed calls from the police department who want to talk to her. Hacksaw and Dave are in the woods. Hacksaw takes off his sock and his foot looks like hamburger meat. With Joyce a saw in it? Police. No. It just so looks just like, regular it hamburger looks like meat? honestly, he's been doing two-a-day ballet practices for quite some time with oh. not enough on his feet. But not any of my business. <laughs> Joyce goes to the police department and answers their question. When she gets home, she flushes the pills. Hacksaw gave her down the toilet and gives herself a pep talk that they're really going to get away and this will all be fine. Spoiler alert. They, She's wrong. They made a movie about it, so I'm going to guess. <laughs> so it's definitely not going to be fine. So they bring her 
they bring in another inmate who immediately spills the beans about Joyce and Hacksaw being very mm, close. And he tells a story about how he thought Joyce and Hacksaw were having sex because of something he did one time. And I won't repeat it. You'll have to watch the movie. But I will let you post the screenshot that I took on the blog of the detective's faces when he finished this story. (laughs) So hold on. I'm going to hold it up to my computer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll send it to you so you can put it on the blog. God, that's awesome. That was the funniest thing. Um, So Dave and Hacksaw find an RV in the woods that has whiskey in it. So it's basically Christmas. Joyce and her husband are at the store and they see the detective guy hanging around. So Joyce freaks out and asks her husband, hypothetically, if the police think someone did something, even if it's not true, is it better for that person to go to the police first or no? (laughs) And first of all, that question doesn't make sense, but that's fine. Um, it's like when you're a because kid you, and you're like, if the police think you did something that you didn't do, you wouldn't know what it is. And so you wouldn't know to go to them to talk to them about it. Right. right. That's like when you meet your parents when they're coming home and you're like, okay, so just hypothetically, if me or someone I know were to have happened to break your favorite lamp playing baseball in the house, totally did not happen. But like, how mad would you be? <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> so she hugs her husband and asks him if he loves her no matter what. And he's like, of course I do. And then she walks up to the detective and just stands there. And we cut to Hacksaw and Dave smoking a joint laying in the woods. Um, we cut back to Joyce, who's confessing, kind of. She says that... Um, that Hacksaw and Dave said that they would kill her husband if she didn't help them. But they're, like, in prison already. So I, I don't know how that would have worked. <laughs> um, they call her out for having sex with Hacksaw. And she says he forced her. And then if they're caught, they're totally going to lie and say things about her that aren't true. Like, she helped them willingly and that she was in love with one or both of them. But it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Very convincing. They'll be trying to get back at her for not picking them up that night because they were going to kill her husband after she picked them up. So she cries and says that she never wanted to do it. But um, the cop is like, so they were going to kill your husband if you didn't help them. And also if you did help them. Yes. And she's like, I don't know. So the detective, the other detective, the bald guy is like, let me get this straight because wow like (laughs) you knew that one of these men shot and ran over a sheriff's deputy and she says yes and then he asks and you knew that the other guy tortured a man to death cut his body into pieces and threw it in a river and she's like yeah (laughs) i don't know what you're getting at officer right he says and you gave these men the means to escape from prison are you fucking joking and then he throws something out the window it Wait, wasn't I'm her sorry, i added that last part <laughs> no um but she says yes either way so she says she finally like says it's just like everybody says i'm too nice You know, this whole time, what I've been holding in, Erin, because I didn't think you would get it, is that she's too nice. But 
I just, I felt that in my soul. Yeah. Dave and Hacksaw watch the news report about Joyce being arrested and they talk about how great she was to them. Um, So they're walking through the woods again and Hacksaw's foot is completely jacked and Dave's like, I don't need you anymore. Bye. And takes off. Uh Um, Lyle watches the manhunt on TV while holding his dogs and chanting, get him, get him. Like he's watching a football game. (laughs) Hacksaw may be going a little bit crazy because he sings happy birthday to himself in the woods right before he's spotted by the searchers. He crawls out of his makeshift shelter, stands up with a gun, says, goodbye, David. Goodbye, Tilly. I'll save a place for you in the fire. Raises his weapon and is shot by all of the police officers at exactly the same time. Um, Joyce sees the report on the news about him being uh, killed. And we cut back to Dave in the woods. He crosses a road and a police officer pulls over and starts asking him questions. And like the completely innocent man he is, he takes off running while scre- screaming, quote, don't shoot me. I haven't got a weapon. But he keeps running and the officer shoots him because this is America. Um, Joyce goes to court and the judge reads her sentence while Dave is led back into prison and they read his sentence over the top of hers. And I didn't catch either of them. So I'm going to leave that to you. Okay. Joyce's husband visits her in prison and he still loves her. He starts running his mouth, though, and Joyce's eyes just get big And she zones out and imagines herself in Mexico with Dave and Hacksaw with a margarita. And girl, I'm going to leave you with some advice. Get a divorce. The end. No joke. Well, that was probably Mm. my favorite movie I've never watched. Excellent. You should watch it. It It's really good. All right. Do you um, you want to? Like I said, it's in my top five. Yeah. No, I can see why. You want to hear the real story? Yes. Okay. So at the top. Is there a lot less dirty talk, I hope? Um, actually, one of the articles from uh, Bustle is called Warm Rough Fingers, the <laughs> <laughs> Joyce Mitchell story. <laughs> yes, a lot less dirty talk. Yay. <laughs> um, so... My sources this week are the Wikipedia article, the 2015 Clinton Correctional Facility Escape. Yay. Um, An article from Times Union uh, by Mike Goodwin um, that just says, Joyce Mitchell, I wish I would have done the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I bet she does. (laughs) There's um, an article... That I don't remember where I got it from. I didn't write it down. Um, that's about the um, the Showtime series that was made about this. Um, There's a Showtime series about yeah, this? Yeah, I'll talk about it too. Because I've actually seen cool. clips of it. It's so good. It was directed by Ben Stiller. Excellent. Uh-huh. Um, it says, These Joyce Mitchell 2018 updates show the escape at Danamora subject is pushing for parole. And then... Um, this article by um, Mike Grohl, I think was the name of this guy, called Joyce Mitchell mm-hmm. Angry at Ben Stiller over her depiction in Escape at Danamora. Oh, man. And then the, I hate it when I'm mad at Ben Stiller. Right? The last one came from Oxygen.com 
Um, and it's called, Did Dana Mora Prison Employee Joyce Mitchell Have Hybristophilia, An Attraction to Violent Criminals? Question mark. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. <laughs> so. I'm also going to just refill my wine glass at that because I can't. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. Um, Thank you. So on June 6, 2015, two mm. prisoners were found to be unaccounted for at the 5.30 a.m. morning count. And the last time they had been seen was 10.30 p.m. the night before. It's um, quite a head start. Yes. The two inmates in question were Richard Matt, Richard Matt and David, uh, David Sweat. And I want to call him David Swift every time, but that's not what it is. Sweat. Um, so David Sweat did in fact kill a police officer and cop killers don't do super great in prison. Just no alert. Um, so how he made friends with all these guards is baffling to me when he had already murdered a police officer. uh And then, um, Matt, what was his first name? I mean, um, Richard. Thank you. Richard Matt was um, a double murderer who literally used his bare hands to snap one victim's neck. Yeah, I saw that. Uh-huh. So mm. that's real fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt was serving 25 years to life and Sweat was serving life without the possibility of parole. Like I said, both for murder. Okay. Um, and they had found that the two prisoners had dug a tunnel out of the prison with tools obtained from, yes, you guessed it, two cooperating prison employees. You don't say. Um, it was reported that an external breach was found on a street approximately 500 feet outside the wall. So the tunnel went under the wall and then went 500 feet past the wall and then they came out. Like, you know, Groundhog Day. And if they saw their shadows, they got 25 more years in prison. And if they didn't <laughs> see their shadows, they just got to run. So. Okay. Um, so um, they'd been housed in Honor Black, which was one of the privileged units, uh, which means that they had their, like, they had personal access to cooking stations, TVs, um, like public telephones that were mounted on the wall. Um and they um, could play cards at the sale house. The sale house, because I saw my family over break. Um, yeah, you did. Me too. They um, so the escape was elaborate and has been compared multiple times to the escape made in the um, novella and the film by Stephen King, The Shawshank Redemption. Mm, okay. Uh, except that I like Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> like. Yeah, <laughs> not so much. Right. Um, not a fan. Authorities had found that the two had planned to be picked up by a prison employee named Joyce Mitchell, who later mm-hmm. backed out and then, according to a relative, developed chest pains and was hospitalized. Um, guilt mm-hmm. a bitch. That's what that is. That's a panic Indeed. attack or a really good excuse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um a second employee, prison guard Gene Palmer, was charged with aiding in the escape. Um, and Palmer admitted to investigators that he smuggled tools into the prison and did other favors in exchange for paintings. And I just want to say, thank God I have a useful skill if I ever go to prison. 
I hope everyone See? there likes a lot of florals and watercolor. Because <laughs> that's what I got. Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> Here's a rose I painted. Give me another pack of smokes. Now let like, me out of here. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, okay. And then the um, the note that was left behind on the pipe read, quote, have a nice day. And then a stereotypical Asian smiley face, like with slanty eyes and a triangular hat. No. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> no, that's what I told you. You can't be an asshole and also a racist. I mean, I think those two actually you come together. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so this began a nationwide and actually an international manhunt that cost like a shit ton of money. I have it written down somewhere. Um, the number that comes to he- to my head is twenty five million, but let me double Yikes. check. It like I said, it was ridiculous. Let's see. Um, do 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 do. I'm super good and organized today. Um, like I said, that's the number that comes to my head, and so we're gonna say it's that much. <laughs> but okay. um, it involved um. Not just like local authorities to the um, to the area of the prison, um, like Danamora was the prison. So um, it also included um, several authorities in Canada, including the Mounties, the Mounties, like Dudley mm-hmm. Do Rights on his, you know, on his best nice. behavior for it. Um, then also Border Patrol with uh, like at the Mexican border. Um, Mm -hmm. because Matt had previously been convicted of murder in like right on the border in Mexico. Um, the the FBI, U S customs. Oh, I already said that that's border patrol. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Bureau of alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives, as well as state and local police and the New York state forest rangers all were involved in this manhunt. Yikes. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then, just so you know, Aaron, we really are in the wrong business because a mm. bounty was put out for each of them. $50,000 bounty was set up for each um, inmate. And then um, the U.S. Marshals added 25000 on top of each. So each one of them was worth $75,000. You Holy and I just crap. need to go out and catch two criminals and we'll be done. I mean, that's that's for like a year. Well, let's see. If we caught two, that's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's three times what I make in a year. So even mm. if we split that, that's a year and a half for me. Um, for you, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, during the hunt, there were no reports of break-ins or robberies or homicides. But then on uh, June ninth, authorities received a tip that um willsboro new york that um they had been seen in willsboro new york so the police started searching the farms and fields on the outskirts because that's where they'd been reported to have been seen Um, okay after that um 
a stretch of New York State Route 374 was closed, like, until further notice, so that there wouldn't be a lot of traffic um, for them to deal with. School classes were canceled in the surrounding towns so that kids wouldn't be out. Except that if you cancel classes, the kids are just going to be out in their front yards. Like, Mm. we did not think this one through, everybody. Um, no and then um later that later on the day of june 11th um the number of officers in the area near the prison increased from uh about 300 to five to more than 500 people all searching the area around the prison Mm -hmm. um that evening bloodhounds picked up a scent and they discovered a footprint and then it just said a wrapper I don't know if it's candy bar wrapper or like a band-aid wrapper or like a, just a generic wrapper. Um, what about the rule? <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> you are welcome. Anyway, so uh, police began searching this wooded area in the nearby town of Katyville, New York. Um, they said that this was not a lead that produced any evidence except for that rapper and that the escapees might possibly still be in the area, but there was no way to know. Um, Kanye West had no idea what was happening. Areas of, of like more populated cities like Pittsburgh and Lake Champlain had also been searched and billboards were put up asking for help in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Vermont, and Pennsylvania, as well as along the Canada and U S border. Um, wow. So like how, I want to know how successful billboard advertising for catching inmates is. I can't imagine it's that successful. It's like, it's, I, I can't either, but all I can think about is like, you know, in Huntsville, there are all those signs that say, don't pick up hitchhikers. Like anyone needs a reminder. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, whenever Shelby texts me that she's going out, I'm like, don't pick up hitchhikers. Right. So on June 12th, which was the seventh day, um, there were still no confirmed mm-hmm. sightings of the escapees. On the seventh day they rested, right? Yes. Well, on the seventh day, they, um, arrested Joyce Mitchell. Oh, oops. <laughs> so, um, she was then and charged Maria. with aiding the escapees. Um, so let's see, that was June 12th. Four days later, she confessed to her involvement with the prisoners. Um, the AP reported that Mitchell had confirmed providing Matt and sweat with hacksaw blades, chisels and other tools. Um, sure. According to the um, prosecution against Mitchell, she had agreed to be the getaway driver, but backed out because she still loved her husband and felt guilty for participating. Okay. Mitchell was plan A and there was no plan B, which is why authorities have now been concentrating their search to a perimeter around the maximum security prison. Um, Mm -hmm. So, on June 13th, meanwhile, so she was arrested the 12th and then the 13th, um, the search brought out helicopters, ATVs, and search dogs. So these, like, this is how those numbers racked up to that millions that I remembered from earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So 
then the weather, like bad weather blew in, um, and that hampered their search efforts. So there was a lull in the search, um, until June 20th. So a week passes from that. Um, on June 20th, they got another call that there was a sighting in the town of Friendship, New York. Mm-hmm. And then on June 22nd, the search shifted back to an area near the prison um, after a cabin had was discovered to have signs of broken entry. DNA mm-hmm. was collected there and it matched the inmates um, and found that they'd been there within the previous 24 hours. Okay. Um, so in the days after the escape, some of the prisoners reported having been actually beaten by guards to get more information, but that's not that's okay. Not no. Um, but they obviously didn't have anything because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, uh, Eliza Schlesinger. If there was a secret, I would have used it. If there's a secret, I would have used it. <laughs> um, so finally on June 26th, um, so that is, you know, 27 days after they escaped. So, no, 17 days really? after they escaped. Let me do some Oh, math wow. I was going to say, yikes. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, Matt was spotted in Franklin, Franklin County, New York, after he <laughs> shot at a driver on a, like, on a passing recreational vehicle. I think it was like a four-wheeler. Shot at him with a 12-gauge shotgun taken from, shotgun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand by it. Um, Taken from a hunting camp nearby. Um, I don't know. I mean, the way to not call attention to yourself is to shoot at oncoming motorists. Right. Yeah. That's that's how you stay hidden. Everybody knows that. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It's like how to hide on the highway 101. Duh. The first thing they do is shoot at people. Um, So... It, a, a confrontation with the police followed, um, and he was shot and killed by a U.S. Border Patrol agent um, out in the wilderness, 50 miles west of the uh, correctional facility where he escaped. At the time, okay. Sweat's location was unknown. Okay. Two days later, um, a New York State trooper passes Sweat as he's walking along the road. As Cook circled back to question him, Sweat began running across a hayfield towards a tree line. Cook, who hayfield. Cook was, you get any more freaking country, <laughs> right? Um, Cook was actually a firearms like instructor, like he did the concealed carry license classes and things like that. So he was mm-hmm. a really good shot. Um, he gave chase, Clearly. and when he realized that Sweat was going to escape, he fired two rounds from his. Um, 45 Glock, which is actually a pretty good gun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, hit Sweat at a range of 73 yards. Like, ridiculous. Holy crap. <laughs> right? Um, he was about 16 miles away from where Matt had been killed, but he was only a mile and a half from the Canadian border. Yeah. So, so close. <laughs> um, gotta be quicker than that. He was transported to the hospital and then eventually he made it to Albany Medical Center where he was in critical condition. But um, five days later, they upgraded him to fair condition. And then four days after that, he was moved to a special housing unit in a different correctional facility in Romulus, New York. Um, So um, 
which kind of leads me back to the investigation. So I mentioned that um, Mitchell was arrested and she confessed to her involvement. Um, but she said that um, her report was that she had been um, accosted and uh, forced into sexual acts with the inmates and that mm-hmm. they threatened to kill her husband if she didn't participate. And she, he kept referring to, uh, Matt kept referring to her husband as the glitch in the plan. So yeah, I'm impressed by lifetime actually got this pretty right is the worst part. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the testimony of other inmates, I mean, um, Sweat included, but the other inmates who were present who were questioned, um, their story is that she willingly engaged in sexual acts with, um, she said she did not engage with one, but she, um, did with another. And let me, um, switch my notes Mm -hmm. here and pull that, um, Mitchell claims she never had a physical relationship with Sweat, but she did admit to giving Sweat notes that were of a sexual nature and included, quote, naked photos of my breasts and vagina. A few months before the escape, Mitchell said Matt had been sexually violent, kissing her and forcing her to perform oral sex. Mitchell told investigators she complied out of fear, but under oath, she said that she had engaged in numerous sexual encounters with Matt. Um... So under oath, the questioning led to, um, to a little less aggressive than how she'd originally stated. Um, Mm -hmm. now of course I'll never be able to know the truth because like you said, um, no matter how flat you make a pancake, there's always two sides. There's two sides. Um, so, um. I mean, my guess would be that he was aggressive, but that she... It seems like that's what she... Well, so um, Oxygen did a special called Danamora Prison Break. Um, it's actually really good. I've seen it. Um, and Ooh, uh, the there's a doctor on there. Um, let me see if I can find her name. Um, Dr. Jordan, but I can't remember Dr. Jordan's first name. Um but Dr. Jordan explains of this thing called hybristophilia, which is a sexual or physical attraction to someone who has committed heinous and violent crimes. Um, Dr. Jordan asserts that, um, like, um, that they, we can't definitively say that Joyce Mitchell suffers from hybristophilia. This is her direct quote, but looking at her relationship Mm -hmm. with these two inmates, And based on what we know in the literature about these women who are attracted to bad boys, she has a lot of the same red flags. So it is of, it is her professional opinion, at least that, um, Casey Jordan, there it is. Um, Casey Jordan is a criminologist. Um, it is her professional opinion that Joyce displays all the signs of hybistrophilia. Um, so, Makes sense. Uh huh. Um, in her um, hearing, she said that. Um, let's see. After I picked them up, the plan was to drive to my home, and inmate Matt, inmate Matt was going to kill the glitch. Inmate Matt referred to Lyle as the glitch. Then she said, "I knew I was in so far that I just had to keep going along with it." Um. But 
don't think that's true. Sweat, during his interrogation with the police officers after his arrest, said she kept having a problem with him, referring to her husband. So I said to Matt, bro, she's just trying to play right now in order to get us to do that because she kept trying to get us to do it in the facility before we left because he did work in the prison and she Mm -hmm. kept trying to find ways they could conveniently kill her husband is his testimony. Sure. Um, So she denied, obviously, plotting her husband's murder. And she said, I know I had agreed to help them escape and run away with them, but I panicked and couldn't follow through with the rest of the plan. I really do love my husband and he's the reason. Meaning, like, he's the reason that she couldn't follow through. Um, Mm -hmm. Since then, um, Lyle and her son, Toby, have stood by her side. Um, she is serving a sentence of up to seven years. Um, so after she was arrested and she knew she was in way too deep, um, right. She got a public defender and she, um, she in fact waived her right to a preliminary hearing and went straight to the sentencing phase, like immediately to the county courts hearings. Um, and so she, in the meantime, is suspended from work. She um, is suspended without pay. And um, they start all of these proceedings against her. Um, eventually, um, the autopsy is released of Matt on August 6th, which it verified his cause of death as skull fractures and brain damage from being shot. It also revealed that he had a blood alcohol level of 0.18. Uh, okay. So, um, after his recovery, Sweat pleaded guilty to two felony counts of first degree escape and additional account, additional count of promoting prison contraband. He was sentenced to three and a half to seven years to be served consecutively with his previous life sentence. And he was okay. also ordered to pay $79,841 in restitution. Um, okay. Joyce Mitchell pleaded guilty to promoting prison contraband and criminal facilitation. She was sentenced to two and a third to seven years in prison, fined $6,375 and ordered to pay $79,841 in restitution. Um, wow. Okay. Jean Palmer pleaded guilty to promoting prison contraband, which is a felony. And he was sentenced to a whopping six months in jail. So, okay. Um, and a fine wow. of $5,375. He served four months of the sentence and then was released two months early for good behavior. And I'm not saying that there's an issue here, but it sounds like he and her were both pretty equally involved and she got the much shittier sentence. Yeah. I don't love that. I don't either. Um, so the report note, oh, there was a report that came out about all of the ways that the, that there was a systemic failure, um, in the oversight of these two guys. Um, and so the report noted the failures of 20 individual correctional employees, both civilian and uniformed. Um, but other than okay. Palmer and Mitchell, no, no other criminal charges were brought against anyone. One was demoted Two were suspended pending arbitration and nine were turned to work after lesser lesser penalties were applied. Um, And the remainder, the remainder retired or resigned before they could get punished. Okay. Um, Wow. So then I mentioned um, 
the Ben Stiller series. Um, but yes. in popular culture, um, you know, there were actually three big coverages of this case. The one, one of them was the one starring Penelope, Penelope Ann Miller that you watched. And mm-hmm. then in 2018, Oxygen um, did the special Denimora prison break, which I'd seen. Um, and it actually Bryce Dallas Howard is the narrator. So, oh, I like her. Me too. And then also in 2018, the story was adapted into a seven part television mini mini series for Showtime. It was a, um, like a docudrama. Um, so it was scripted actors, not just, you know, um, like news clips and interviews and stuff. Um, so it was created and written by Brett Johnson and Michael Tolkien. It was directed by Ben Stiller and it starred Benicio del Toro as Matt uh-huh. and Paul Dano as Sweat, who I don't know who he is. I might, if I saw his face, but, um, uh, let me see. Benicio del Toro, if I'm not mistaken, is in like Mozart in the jungle on Amazon, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, and he's in mm-hmm. letters to Juliet. Um, who was it? Paul. Paul Dano, D-A-N-O, or Dano. I don't know how you say that. Um, and He was in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, okay. He played Dwayne. He's, like, young. Okay. Ish. Um, and then they starred, or they cast one of my favorite actresses ever, honestly, Patricia Arquette, to play Joyce Mitchell. I love her. Me, too. She is such a good actress. So, um, Joyce Mitchell was so excited. I don't actually think she was excited. Um, but she did watch this show that was about her. Um, and she is very angry at Ben Stiller over her depiction at Escape in Danamora. Um, mm. She said... Um, <laughs> sorry. I never had sex with them, she said. This is a direct quote. Ben Stiller is a son of a bitch liar, just like the rest of the world. He doesn't care about the truth. All he cares about is making millions off me. He's an idiot. So (laughs) she is none too happy with Ben Stiller these days. Okay. (laughs) But um, I'm sure he cares on all his millions of dollars. Right. So um, she has gone on to say um you know she kind of her story has changed several times over the course of this investigation and you know and since her prison stay um so it started out with she was forced into this um and then under oath she did have these sexual relationships that she was um, kind of actively involved in. Um, and now her official stance is, uh, quoted in this article about Ben Stiller. She says, I was stupid. They took advantage of my kindness. There's that. I'm just too nice. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish I could take it all back. If I had to do it over, I would have told somebody. Everyone thinks I'm just a whore who wanted it. Um, And then, although she previously confessed to investigators that she, quote, got caught up in the fantasy of another life with the two men, she now claims that she doesn't remember seeing that. But that's, like, on record with her official investigation. Well, it's pesky how those, like, recorded (laughs) come back and haunt you. I know. And then, um, she, 
so the the special by Ben Stiller um, has actually received. It was like critically well received, but the people of Dana Moore are like uh, they're upset because it makes everybody look like a bunch of hillbillies. Um, and another local was recently asked by an outsider at the time of this article, is everybody in that town that dumb? So it doesn't paint a great picture of everybody, but it's entertaining as hell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so that is the real crazy story of Joyce Mitchell and Indeed. Uh, the prison break at Danamora, a Clinton correctional facility. <laughs> okay um do you have a lifetime movie of the week for me you know what i don't but if you'd like i can teach you about facultative reinsurance which is what i've been studying instead real quick it was 23 million dollars i was close 23 million dollars in Ooh. overtime pay alone wow yeah so That's crazy. So, um, Ooh, my Uber Eats order is almost here. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, good news is I have a lifetime movie of the week for you. Tell me. Okay. So, um, this is the story of two twins who are separated at birth. Um, they one is adopted by a very wealthy family, and one lives mm -hmm. uh, in the desert by himself with his crazy uncle um sure but as his uncle starts to die he finds that his uncle is actually um one of the last remaining jedi knights um because today i just watched all the star wars i uh, yeah i was gonna be like <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're just talking about star wars no so my actual and case i have seen all of those movies. <laughs> My actual case is the case of Cornelius Michael Anderson III. Okay. Because everyone needs a name that fancy. Indeed. So Cornelius, who went by Mike, was convicted of armed robbery in 2000 and sentenced to 13 years in a Missouri state prison. Okay. Shortly after his conviction, he was released on bail um, because he had an ongoing appeal for his conviction. Um, in May of 2002, his appeal was rejected, but due to some kind of clerical error, a warrant for his arrest was never issued. So he has been like, he just stayed out of jail for 13 years because they never came to get him. Um, I mean, the, that's really not his fault. The only time, like the only reason they realized that he wasn't in prison was because at the, as the end of the 13 years came up, they started to prepare the paperwork for his release. And they're like, all right, let's go get, hey, where'd he go? Not here. <laughs> so oh um, God. He, he, in fact, told his attorney, he was like, look, they, um, they didn't come arrest me. Like, I don't know what to do. And his attorney was like look it's on them at this point as long as you like keep living your like he's like if you don't screw up anymore it's on them so yeah. he didn't screw up anymore he got married he started a company he has a family um he has turned into this like normal everyday citizen who walks the straight and narrow um so um Maybe that's the way to fight crime, though. <laughs> right? So, um, 
he said he began to think, so his lawyer told him that Missouri would discover their mistake and it was their job to find him. And he said when they mm-hmm. never came that he thought that his, uh, his slate had just been wiped clean. Like he, you know, he's not going to pursue like, Hey, aren't you supposed to arrest me guys? Right. He Like he voted, he renewed his driver's license. He did all those things that, um, should have gotten him caught. It was never flat. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So finally on, um, July 25th, 2013, he was arrested at his house and they were like, well, you still have to serve these 13 years since we didn't arrest you 13 years ago. Eventually, like, no bitch. right. <laughs> eventually he got out after only serving a few months because he was like, this is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. um, but one, yeah. one judge flat out said that they were just making a, a an example of him. Because your procrastination does not constitute my emergency, <laughs> right? Um, so it says, um, or the the uh, the lawyer. No, what's the word I'm looking for? The judge said, you mm-hmm. know, we've made people serve a lot more time for a lot less crime. So I don't know why you get out of it. Um, so while he was there, he petitioned the courts to get. Um, 11 and a half years credit for the time that he was not actually like basically time served that he didn't actually serve because right. he was out living a normal adjusted, like not crime life. Sure. Um, and they said the law is very clear. You don't get credit for time served in jail when you were out on bail. Um, mm-hmm. so he eventually, um, he was released on bail. I mean, he was released from prison with credit for time served eventually. Um, and it made him like a, a free man with no need for parole or anything, but it took a while to get there. Um, so May 5th of 2014 was when he was finally released. Um, so oh. he, he was in jail for almost a year, but considering that was much less than the 13 years he was originally supposed to serve. Um, I think this would be an interesting as hell lifetime movie. With like a month. I wonder how many people got fired. <laughs> right? Um, so he actually was the... Um, oh, wow. So he was featured in an episode of This American Life. Oh, cool. And uh, after that, his attorney received multiple emails requesting information on how they could... Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. So after this was because it was when he was arrested and put in jail that he was on This American Life. Like they went in and asked him, you know, all these questions. So several people wrote in and asked his attorney how they could request his release and advocate for his release. There was a petition on change.org that had um, 35,000 signatures on it urging the state to release Anderson um, and so, yeah, I just found it a very interesting story. That is an interesting story. Um, all right. So that's all I have. Cool. It's exciting. Now I will say that if you're a part of our Patreon group, I'm about to tell you guys two shallow dive stories that are going to be super exciting, but you got to subscribe to hear them. Speaking of Patreon, um, ways you can find us when you're not listening to us, because I know really all you want to do is just listen to us go back and forth every day of your life forever. Um, That's all I want to do. Right. Um, You can find us on 
Twitter at Lifetime Sentence. And nope. Nope. On sorry, Instagram uh, at Lifetime Sentence. On Twitter at Life Sentence Pod. Sorry, I thought I'd said uh-huh. Instagram. Um Yeah. On you can find our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash lifetime sentence. Um, uh-huh. send us an email at lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can and... find episode notes at lifetime sentence.com. Mm-hmm. And don't forget Is to join it? us on Patreon at patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. And don't forget to rate review and subscribe. Yes, please. We really need your, your ratings because somebody rated us a one and didn't even leave a review. And so we need you guys to go in and like counteract that, please. Yeah. If you're going to rate me a one, I want to know what I did to like celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Additionally, if you follow us on social media and you see when we tweet out or share our episodes, um, please just go mm-hmm. ahead and hit the retweet or uh, reshare them on Facebook. It really does help more people find us. Um, and yes. we would love to just watch this thing keep growing. You guys are all amazing. Yeah. We have some exciting things happening. I, I can't. I mean, we're almost a year in, and I can't believe where we're at. It's crazy. I know. Um, well, until next time, don't forget to eat all of your vegetables. Or your McDonald's. And charge your phone. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.